0: What's up warriors? I'm Kaylee. And I'm Betsy.
1: And this is the Not Your Mama Pod. Before we jump into today's episode, I just want to give another disclaimer. We are not experts. We only talk about our experience. If anything triggers for you in this episode, talk to an expert. If you need help, please reach out to the appropriate lines. As always, we talk about Indo infertility, and all the hard stuff. Thank you for joining us.
0: Hey, B. Hey, girl. How you doing? You know, I,
1: I think I'm doing okay this week. It's so yeah. scary to say. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome, though. I know. I'm, I'm feeling okay. I'm working with Coach Rita, so this is the first week of me focusing on what I'm eating and making sure I'm trying to sleep and... So far, I I definitely try to do it on a non supposed to be flare up week and on period week. So that way my body has the best chances of like feeling okay. But other than some like hip pain, um, physically, I've been doing really well. I was exhausted yesterday despite sleeping and I feel the world and emotions and whatever, but way less hormonally based. So
0: that's kind of nice. That's good. That's awesome. I love to hear that.
1: I'm so like hesitant to say
0: I felt okay. Yeah, because you like don't want to jinx it. Because <laughs> I know like 25 minutes after we get off this recording, I'm gonna be like, oh, my body hates me just yeah. because I said it out loud. I know because now you're thinking about it. You're like, do I actually feel fine? Right. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? How are you been doing? I'm doing okay. Uh <laughs> I, <laughs> I was going to say that was convincing, but not so much. No, I'm doing okay. I uh, yeah. yesterday I had a really rough hormonal day, just like uh, my fatigue was really bad. And um, today my brain fog is a little bad, but it was fine. I mean, if that's the worst I, thing I have to deal with, I'd rather deal with that than like the fatigue, but I feel pretty decent today overall. So that's very grateful awesome. for that. So we'll pray that continues. <laughs> Fingers <laughs> okay. crossed.
1: And with a chronic illness, we don't know if this is going to be her life.
0: Story of our lives.
1: Um, you had an experience or a first today that maybe wasn't the most positive, but <laughs> was quite comical. And you would be so mistaken if I didn't bring it into the pod. So you sure. got your first hate on posting kid-free material today.
0: <laughs> I did. Listen, I never get hate comments. Like, Because <laughs> you're ever. so nice. I I have like the best community and so today I posted like a 100% kid-free reel said nothing about um endometriosis it didn't say anything about um infertility it just was like oh things I get to do a little bit more because I don't have kids and people went for it mm-hmm. actually two people went for it like one was a man which I'm actually not really that surprised about that but um the second was a woman who uh basically used the you will not know true love comment and I I tried to very respectfully um inform her that that was a harmful thing to say especially for people who are trying to live a child-free life after infertility but then the rest of the community went toward (laughs) went for it (laughs) I stirred the pot a little bit I was trying to be graceful with it, but come on. I did not think like you weren't disrespectful or anything. Most of them were done with very, a lot of respect. And um, she just, she just wouldn't stop
1: and just Mm -mm. kept going.
0: And like, have you considered adoption? Which if you know anything ever, that's a nightmare. Like you don't say that to infertile people. You don't say that to anyone. Like, yeah. So that was when I started getting a little snarky. And I was like, do you have an extra $30,000 <laughs> just I'll take some. I would also like, yeah. I don't want a kid actually, but I will take the cash.
1: Your <laughs> offering, sign me up. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was so. interesting. So she definitely had an issue with the set you being able to say you love things. She took it yeah. as a personal offense. Tried to tell It was to
0: very be- offensive to her that <laughs> was. I don't have kids and I like my life. It was extraordinarily offensive
1: it was it was something and then uh when we explained hey maybe you should look at somebody's page yeah whatever before you comment on something she backed off a little bit because of the infertility but was like still going strong on well you guys are advertising a life without kids and I wanted so badly at the end to just chime in and be like so you're telling me you're mad because we're showing a lifestyle that doesn't include children because we may sway somebody's decision, honey.
0: Yeah, I like, I'm not I swaying no, no grown
1: ornaments decision no. on
0: reproduction. And if I am, they should not be reproducing. Correct. I had so Period. many people. I had the most support today. I want to say like, I had the most support of any person <laughs> on earth. And someone messaged me pretty much that exact same thing. Like, Do they think you're a cult leader? <laughs> I was like, am I? And did I get a new cool title because this
1: could be the worst cult ever <laughs> I mean do I get to choose sparkles do I get a
0: hat like yeah. tell me what these qualifications like, give me like what what is this cult because <laughs> I could be into it
1: <laughs> I know I, I I would love to read some more text messages on it but I cussed way too much so I can't but I even <laughs> went to the point that I was like bless your family I love your family so happy for you and then I was in there going Heart your family picture. Heart your family (laughs) picture. I was like, let me kill you of kindness. I'm gonna
0: gonna give extra love to you. I was like, oh, that's a child. Double heart on your page. (laughs) Let me show you
1: support, and it didn't get through. So it was interesting, but it is, it was great because while we were kind of like, "Ah,"
0: we could tell that was uneducated or a point of ignorance on choice. Yeah. So we just got to laugh the whole time. It was
1: kind of entertaining.
0: It was very entertaining, actually, and like. I just want to say, like, I cannot appreciate enough how much this community showed up. Yes. Like, I, I'm i not kidding you when I say I had, there was under her name, I think I looked a little bit ago, there was 63 comments on her thread. I said, I'm not
1: even caught up anymore.
0: Yeah. Well, I wasn't either. And my husband, he sent me earlier, he sent the, like, the gif of the pop, eating popcorn. He's like, <laughs> me looking at these comments. It was so, so great. But I cannot like I literally commented I think three times max. Yeah, and people just showed up. Like I felt loved. I felt defended. The community was, um, they were like, mer- together, very united. Like okay. child free and childless, and like child
1: free by choice, child free by circumstance, kidless yeah. by choice, kidless by circumstance. There like were parents. All in of there. them. Yeah, parents, there were adopted parents. parents showed up.
0: Yeah. it was it was was really incredible so um it was entertaining I I don't know if I get like a trophy for getting my first hate or or what like a gold star (laughs) moment at least I love
1: I loved it I love the people in our lives I love that people came to bat and I just kept cackling to myself because I was like I have some friends that would just like enjoy to go there with you and they must not be on IG today you are lucky ma'am because some of our friends would have not been so nice (laughs)
0: I actually, I did send a comment to our friend, Kimberly Fisher, who is uh, going to be here in a few weeks, yeah. who is child-free by choice, unapologetically. She's incredible. So I sent her a snapshot and I was like, hey, if you want to do something with this, I was like, have at it. And she's like, really? <laughs> so I oh. cannot wait to see what she does because her content is so good. Anyways, that's amazing. Well, so.
1: you do get a gold star and we are going to talk about it. We will definitely talk about more. It was interesting. I thought it was interesting because about the second text in religion got brought into it. It was, yeah, yeah. it was very, this is my opinion and this is
0: why you're not worthy. And, yeah, then, and this is the right way. It it was not someone willing to learn. It was, it was someone very set in their ways, unfortunately, like, yeah, because you could have been very well educated today and, um, changed, I mean, changed your perspective fully by what was being presented. Yeah. Yep. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe she did. I don't know, but it did not seem like it. No, maybe she just learned to like, apparently she's okay with infertility.
1: Um, you still aren't doing your world, your purpose in life, but she won't be mean to you.
0: It did provide me a great deal of entertainment. today. <laughs> Nothing. Else. At
1: one point, my, uh, my coworkers were like, what are you laughing at? And I was like, okay, I have time today. <laughs> I'm not that type of person, but I was like, you do not get to be sassy to me. No. Try again. Yep. And like 16 other people are like, and <laughs> no. <laughs> so.
0: No, yeah, it's funny. Uh, what you sipping on today? So I have, I made a mocktail. Ooh. And um, my friend for Christmas got me this, um, it's called Marion cocktail syrup. Okay. Syrup, syrup, however syrup. you want to say it. Syrup. <laughs> <laughs> I got some syrup, y'all. Syrup. Um, so I have that and I have a little bit of lemonade and a little um, club soda. Ooh, that actually sounds super good. Yeah, it's pretty tasty. What about you?
1: Um, I'm going to be super lame tonight. So I just chugged a protein shake before the start mm. of this because your girls got to those,
0: gotta get those protein in <laughs> reverse dieting
1: in a real life. So right now I'm chugging water because um, I didn't think throwing anything alcoholic on my stomach right now would. Like, I feel like you can ferment, 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 whatever, uh, fruit in your stomach. And I was just like, maybe I should ferment. Do that.
0: Oh, ferment. Ferment. There you go. <laughs> Did I like to exterminate <laughs> like, and saying? ferment? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I make up my own words. That's fine. I, just, I needed a second to get there.
1: <laughs> I know. I just, I was like, you know what? Your girl's drinking a gallon of water again and she's eating. So I was like, let's not, let's not test no. the world and let's I'm keep that of liquid going
0: amazing. What wouldn't want something.
1: It was yeah. like the first time I had to admit somebody, somebody outside.
0: Hey girl, how many
1: calories are you eating a day?
0: Well,
1: uh, don't I tell you. <laughs> so yeah, we're working on it. The, so uh, how is
0: your energy level? Like felt like adding more food. And I know it's only day three. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I,
1: I definitely ate more on Sunday, but I went shopped on Sunday. So I'm like actually meal prepped for the week. I feel good. It's also a good week. So I always am hesitant. Um, yeah.
0: It's like, is it just a good week or is this <laughs> actually helping? Yeah, I get that. Yeah.
1: And I feel like I, I was like talking to Koshita today. I feel like I crash a little bit in the afternoons, And she's like, well, it's probably a blood sugar thing since you're not doing gluten. And I was like, well, I'm just bored. Like, <laughs> I don't like yeah. afternoons at my job always. So maybe it's that. Um, but I, I definitely, I do matcha. I've been doing yeah. matcha for a couple of weeks in the mornings. And that seems to help. And I'm sleeping. So that's awesome because I think that's that recorded. Awesome. And I was up for like 22 hours, but I feel good. I feel, I don't like the cool thing is, I haven't had any bloating in the last that couple of days, awesome. which we both know food sensitivity is an issue for people with endometriosis. And I never really wanted to do a full elimination diet again. But the cool thing with me, when I meal plan, I tend to be gluten free.
0: Yeah. Just
1: because I'm working on my, macros and my my proteins and my things like that and because I'm one that doesn't like to eat I'm focusing on like chicken and like things like yeah. that so I tend to stay away from gluten um, and I do a lot more like quinoa and things like that just to get mm. the calories in so maybe that is an indication that I should never go back to gluten but your girl will
0: eat pizza every once in a while and pay for it for the rest of her life it's just my Have thing beer. like there's just <laughs> a beer a beer is the hardest
1: so this episode is dropping in March, which means it is officially Endo Awareness Month. Are you excited?
0: (laughs) I'm so excited. I actually really love March. It's my favorite month. Ah, It's (laughs) me's birthday. The 12th? The 12th? The 12th, yeah. Ace that. Quiz. Yes, you better (laughs) know that for the rest of your days. I don't think I'll forget. (laughs) Or I set a calendar reminder. One of the two. Yeah, it's fine. Um, so yeah, endo awareness month in March is an important thing. Um, it's just going to be really cool to see everyone spreading awareness and yeah um, for something that's not talked about enough.
1: Yeah, I love it. February March was like a crazy intense time for me. I felt like last year I could actually participate in endo awareness month because I had a true diagnosis. Right. Um, I had surgery in February. I got my diagnosis in February. It led into March when my um kind of advocating for the, the illness started. And then, you know, March and April were really hard with me. I I, you know, I had a loss. I April, um, end of March towards April would have been my due date for my daughter. And so for me, that March month is just very, very meaningful. It's like everything that this illness has impacted me with has kind of came to a head. All my morning, all my losses are during the same same, same time frame. But it's also like a purpose where I can. Talk about it and maybe try to make a change and have a yeah. community really like hugging me the month I needed the most. So it, it's kind of cool that it kind of
0: wraps around some important events for me. No, that is cool. That's incredible. I mean, it's hard to like <laughs> every single day you're reminded like of yeah. these things. So I think um, now, though, like it's a good thing,
1: right? It's yeah. a good thing to recognize what you have going on in your life. It's a good thing to talk about it. and. I love that we have a community. So this week, this episode, this month, we want to focus on endometriosis just a little bit. Um, we want to talk about the month, do a quick reminder on endo this week and two weeks, we have some endo, um, specific material coming out, talking about flare ups and some of our favorite things. And at the end of the month, we're going to wrap it up with really focusing on your mind, in your mindset and giving you some tools to cope with endo to make sure we kind of well round it out. So let's start with what a reminder, I guess, a reminder of what endometriosis is, just in case somebody is joining us for the very first time and is like, what is this big world that people keep using on this pod to talk about their lady parts? What are you guys saying? Right?
0: Right, <laughs> right. So no. Do you want like the dictionary definition? What do you want here from me? (laughs) Let's start with this. Let's start with this. Because this is one of our things. We are
1: going to do a challenge this month. We'll go through it in a little bit. But one of our days says, describe endometriosis in your um, own words. I think it's day number two. So let's start with that. If I was, uh, my name is Susan today. I'm from New York. And I would like you to explain explain (laughs) to me. Uh, I just watched Netflix and it was totally New York. Explain to me what this endometriosis thing is.
0: What is it, B? I just want to hear more of your accent. Really. I can't
1: because I'm not um, even trying to be a New Yorker. I'm trying to be a German British <laughs> because that's the accent of the girl <laughs> on the show. Like,
0: yes. So, endometriosis is when there are cells that are similar to um, the endometrial lining. Mm-hmm. that grows within your uterus but it grows elsewhere in your body and it can grow anywhere yeah um it's been found on your brain it's been found on your lungs your heart like literally everywhere so um my understanding again we are not doctors we are not doctors
1: <laughs> we have no um, clinical
0: knowledge besides google in our bodies yeah is um uh, basically they try to shed mm-hmm. and um infiltrate all of your organs pretty much instead. So, um, they can create adhesions. They can glue your organs together. Mm-hmm. They can cause really painful periods. Like there's a whole slew of things that comes with endo.
1: Most definitely. In the beginning, it was referred to as a
0: gynecological, gynecologist. Gynecological.
1: <laughs> Y'all the words today, maybe I should be drinking. Um,
0: yeah, I mean a women's issue,
1: logical. right? <laughs> a women's issue, and it's not. It's a whole body's disease. They've even found it in the skin. So be re- or reference it being in the brain. It, they have also now found it in the skin. Very rare, but it could go to any part of your body. Commonly, or at least the most profoundly talked about areas are, you know, your bladder, your um, your tubes, your uterus, your your bowels. Your
0: where else? Oh, my hip. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, not on the inside of your uterus though. I do yep. want to say like, again, yeah, outside, but stuff can, can yeah, be a- stuff can be on the outside. Um, lesions on inside. the outside. Yep.
1: Yeah. All over the place. Um, some of the symptoms that are commonly talked
0: about is
1: excessive bleeding cramps. Um, and I like to always point out cramps. It's when I was growing up with periods, they always say, Oh, it's going to hurt down there. But it's not supposed to be extremely, extremely painful. It's also not supposed to hurt everywhere. Like your
0: hip, your back, your front side, everything. Um, Yeah. Painful bowel movements, painful urination. Um, Obviously I had really, really bad periods too. So that's usually like the first indication that you have endometriosis Mm -hmm. is um, as you're growing up, you have maybe not even as you're growing up, you have really bad periods typically. Yeah. And uh, mine were so bad, like they were debilitating that I would vomit from pain every single month. So they're not fun. Like that's not normal.
1: No. And that's why we yell so much that painful periods are not normal because the stigma of periods are just supposed to be painful and you're supposed to live through it. The stigma of period commercials being on, there, just like, get out there, go do it. It's, yeah. it's not fair because we're coping with things that actually can impact organs like Betsy says, they can fuse your organs together. Um, It could cause a lot of damage. And a lot of times women don't speak up, especially young girls. And if they do speak up, they're usually gaslit or ignored by the medical community due to lack of knowledge.
0: Yeah, or told that they're going to grow grow out of it. I was always told I was going to grow up. It's going to get better as they get older.
1: Which Um, is completely opposite of the research now.
0: Yes, and completely opposite of my life. (laughs) Yeah.
1: They said that they said, um, it's funny because either in a lot of the research and a lot of the experiences of women, they tell you, Hey, it's just a painful period. Wait a while. A lot of girls are also gaslit and say, you cannot have endo because you're 14. That's an old lady condition. So it's pretty funny how they'll completely say the opposite and just expect us to be like, okay, I'll deal with it.
0: Yeah. Um, a real problem still. And that's why there's an endo awareness month is because of the misinformation being spread. Yep. Um, Doctors don't know enough. Unfortunately, there's not enough excision specialists, something I feel very passionately about, like, yep, people just don't know enough about this condition. Like, if you Google endometriosis, there's still the definitions wrong still. So I don't know if you noticed. E, I threw the notes in here, and actually the only thing
1: I had for months was like the wrong definition, because all I yeah. wanted to remember to do was like, this is not what it is, make sure we talk about it because it's: so And Actually sad. I think
0: I changed it the other day. <laughs> so I was like, I don't want us to say the wrong thing. So um, the wrong definition is oh, yeah, people have say that um, endometrial cells grow outside your body. So or outside um, endometri- your uh, uterus or, yeah, outside your uterus, I'm sorry. They can um, go outside my body. I'd be okay with <laughs> <don't> that. <go. laughs> so endometrial cells are what your uterus is made up of, the lining of your uterus. That is not what endometriosis is. They have no? a completely has completely different hormonal yeah. um, molecular makeup. It's very different. Um, yep. so
1: it's, similar, and it's hard because clinical staff still don't understand that. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to know the new thing I learned? I do. Tell me. Okay. So I'm going to tell you, but I'm going to disclaim tons of disclaimers. There is ongoing research on this along with everything else in endometriosis. I don't know if it's true, but it makes sense to me. There is research showing now um, that endo is probably laid out in you. So you as the individual while you were in the womb, they have heard that. Yeah. And now they can prove back like, Now I'm not going to get super technical because if I did, I just sound wrong, but there's like three layers when you develop and there's a layer that has like your organs and you're developing it. They have found endometriosis in that, in a womb, in the embryo when it's developing, which means while you experience it, maybe with your periods, while it can spread, it's one of the only conditions that can go anywhere and attach to anything. um, You were going
0: to have it no matter what.
1: Is that Which not is, insane?
0: That is insane. That's really crazy to think about the fact that, like, this, because people like try and find out, like, why people have endo or whatever.
1: Like, retrograde menstruation. It
0: is wrong. It <laughs> is wrong. I just want to say it's wrong.
1: I don't listen to him, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is interesting. There's a lot of things that point to it being from the way you're 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 designed your body was actually being designed in a womb there's um a lot of ties back to autoimmune issues there's a lot of things that connect with it they don't fully understand it but it's not something that your period just one saturday was like you know what we are no longer going to help you
0: yeah no it's it's like I, I i'm sure that it comes to light obviously when you like start your periods for a lot of people a lot of people yeah. don't have it till later like I don't know why it lays dormant in some people. And like some people it's like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm always curious to
1: know how many women um, had endo before their first period and just didn't know how to communicate it. Because if you think about it, yeah. the age where most women start their period, you're just learning to advocate for yourself in any sense, like early yeah. teens.
0: I, yeah, I also think like there's something there because hormones impact endo like yeah um they're so like as your hormones are changing i'm Mm -hmm. sure that it's driving um endo to grow or to show its face or whatever and it's changing
1: this totally could not be related at all but i always found it interesting that when i was a young child i was going in for like utis and the weirdest things that they like that was concerning because of my age or the medical staff for a lot of right. reasons and i got a lot of questioning but i've had issues down there forever and it's so funny to me that i had autoimmune things i was drinking pedialyte when i was 10 because i was so ran down and the doctors were like
0: oh, i don't know she
1: should function better than she is and that's wonder what's tied to it right <laughs>
0: I just want to say that's not normal.
1: I remember like pouring it into Gatorade butters because I didn't want people to call me a baby because
0: I have to like <laughs> yes. and then I got to my age
1: 21 and I'm like,
0: hang over here. You're like, look, I've been doing this for years, guys. Look, like, y'all, you want the
1: purple one. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the rest are gross. Uh, let's talk about
1: diagnosis. So it has been interesting, especially when we talk to people, that there are some people that say they are diagnosed prior to surgery and it's, yeah. it's more of an assumption. So like if your organs are fused together and MRI may be able to see it yeah. in some cases, ultrasounds pick up cysts or can see some of that um, fusing or whatever it may be, there might be enough damage in there that they're big enough. And we are solely talking about endometriosis, right? So how do you get diagnosed?
0: So the only actual way is to be diagnosed by surgery. Um, usually a laparoscopic surgery, um, super minimally invasive. Um, I think then they probably take a sample out or something. I don't know what they do, but that's the only way that they can for sure, like see the endo diagnose it and know for sure.
1: Yeah. It was interesting. We got the opportunity to be on a podcast, not defined by endo uh, we will have Penny on our show at some point. It is interesting. Like when I talk to people about their experiences, especially outside the U S and we'll talk through, like, sometimes they do just have the laparoscopy surgery just to diagnose things like that. Um, it's kind of interesting. I personally, and anyone I know they have been in me <laughs> to do the laparoscopy with the intention of doing something
0: else. Cause they already
1: are pretty sure I have it or yeah. like, I mean, you had a much different experience, but you still were going into a procedure knowing that more was going to happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. My, my procedure, the way that I got diagnosed, um, because I don't know that my insurance would have covered an exploratory surgery. Yeah. And that's probably why I guess that. Yeah. So I'm really fortunate. I mean, maybe it would have, I don't know, but I'm really fortunate that I actually, they saw that my tubes were blocked on an ultrasound. So you went in, so they saw that my, um, my tubes, the ends of my tubes were blocked and they were filled with fluid. So, my surgery was actually to go in and remove my tubes, but they couldn't even access both of them. They could only pull out one of them at the time. Right. So. And they saw the endo and they saw the adeno.
1: Yeah. It's interesting, but nonetheless, um, we throw this stat out all the time. One in 10 women are impacted by endometriosis. Diagnosed,
0: I like to say. <laughs> one in 10 diagnosed.
1: Yes. Women. That's very, very, very freaking important because that stat's way too high and most women don't get diagnosed. Period.
0: It yeah. takes um, a really long time for people to get a diagnosis too, too long.
1: Yeah. So I do like this stat. And then Betsy and I are going to explain our view on this stat, but it does say on average, it takes you eight doctors and 11 years for diagnosis. Now, I believe. And Betsy, I think you may have been the one that like made this light bulb go off in my head. I believe that is people who are actively trying to get an endometriosis diagnosis. Yeah. And if you talk from first symptom
0: to diagnosis, usually double that. I would agree. I think, um, I think it's much, much longer than that. And most (laughs) people, I think a lot of people don't, or they don't start until they have like really chronic pain, um, I it, I think I would, I say it take, took me 20 years because from the time I was 12, I had really bad periods until I was, I didn't get diagnosed till I was 32.
1: Yeah. So and like I mean, we talked about, I was on, my mom had me on birth control at 12 or 13 because of how yeah. sick I was and I didn't get diagnosed till I was 30. I think I'm 31. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I literally, here's a brain fog story for you before I had endo. I remember I was leaving an office I didn't work out work at very often because my my company at the time has like 10 offices in the city and so I walk out to my car I do live in a city so that means there's traffic I'm going home time and I walk up to my car and I was like I better put my address in my maps so I know the best way to get home with traffic I sat in my car and cried for 25 minutes because I couldn't remember my address
0: Gosh. I've been there for years I think I said that, I I said that the one day like I flipped out the one day because I couldn't remember our alarm system code. Most frustrating thing ever. Like brain frog is no joke. And and I set the code. I chose the damn code. (laughs) And I'm just just like, like, if that app goes
1: down, I'm just like, I'm so screwed right now. Like I, the last security system I had, I made them give me a clicker and they're like, well, you have a code and you have an app. And I was like, "Mm, my
0: brain you like, I'm going to need another, I'm going to need a third method. Please. It used to be
1: like an argument point, early years of marriage, because I would be so professional, so productive, so successful. And then I couldn't remember the stupidest things. And I didn't know what brain fog was. So some absurd things that you might be told or might have been told in your endometriosis journey is pregnancy will cure you. Uh, yep. Breastfeeding will cure you. the hysterectomy might cure you. What else? Birth control.
0: The lupron The, the uh, <laughs> Birth control. Yeah. What else? Do you want? What else? Everything. None
1: of these things are cures. Oh, menopause.
0: The menopause one's really
1: funny to me too. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: By the good. way, it goes entire your entire body. So that means post menopause, you can still have lesions in your brain.
0: Yes. Yes, that is true. <laughs>
1: None <laughs> of That's these like, things yeah. are cures. If you have a medical professional tell you those um, and you live in the United States, I highly suggest you seek better care elsewhere.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't be afraid to find another doctor if you feel like you're not getting the results. I wish somebody would have told me that like when I was younger, for sure, like, Hey, it might be time to see somebody else and ask other questions. Um, but I didn't know, I didn't know what oh. to ask. I didn't know. I didn't really know it was a big thing. I mean, to be honest, like yeah. my mom had bad periods. So I, pro- I had bad periods, but yeah, it was true. worse than that.
1: And I will mention one, but misdiagnosis is also a very, very big issue. Um, yeah. and we were looking for answers so badly. We take whatever they say. The most common misdiagnosis is IBS.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because you have digestive issues and bowel issues.
1: hmm Um, so because my brain is not fully functioning. A lot of times, if you have IBS issues or ulcers, which is very, very common too, they'll do the, the um, camera down your throat and do explore, exploratory research of you or whatever, and then prescribe medicine. There's so many women out there that I've talked to. They're like, oh, yeah, I have IBS. Oh, yeah, I did that. Oh, yeah, they put me under. I was like, they literally put me under anesthesia, knocked me out cold, put a video camera down my throat to tell me I had to- the ulcers, and then prescribed me medication that was super risky to take. That huh. actually, I ended up quitting without a doctor's permission because I started reading the side effects. Um, turns out, it probably was just endo,
0: just a little baby bit of endo in there. It's
1: <laughs> so cool that when I said, "Hey, I have stabbing pains down there, but it hurts everywhere you
0: go," oh, yeah. you must have ulcers. No, no,
1: no, 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 nope. Those are yeah. called flare ups.
0: Yeah. I also, uh, I don't think we said this, but, um, also like a common side effect is pain with sex. Oh yeah. I had really, really bad pain with sex. Like, um, that was what finally made me start fighting for myself is I'm like, Hey, I know that like my period might, whatever my period might be normal and painful, but I know like you're not supposed to have pain when you have sex. So yeah, big, big point. We did miss that.
1: There's actually no cure. No, none. Not a single one. So what are our surgical options for relief?
0: So basically there are two options. One of them is preferred more than the other. We call it the gold standard and that's excision surgery. And so that's um, the doctor actually digs out the endometriosis. Essentially. The other option is often turned to because excision is not as available for everyone. Um, And it's called ablation. And that's actually burning off the endo. So um, that means like the deep infiltrating stuff is still there. It's like the roots of endo are still there. So it's not as effective, not as recommended. But again, not everyone can access excision surgery. It's more expensive. It isn't covered by insurance. There's like 200 doctors in the world that That can do do excision surgery.
1: And they're full. And
0: Yes. Yeah. I mean, the wait list is probably bananas, and you're paying out of pocket for it, for it. Yeah. So, um, if you need a surgery, sometimes ablation is the only thing you can do. So I don't. I mean, if you can access excision surgery, obviously get it, the gold standard. So you guys
1: want it's it's crazy, but you want the gardener, you want the guy to go in there and dig out the roots. You do not That's want it. the flamethrower. The flamethrower is reckless. He is not (laughs) going to help you a long time. And as I say this, I imagine these teeny tiny little people inside my uterus. One has a (laughs) flamethrower lighting the shit up. We don't really actually want you. You're just causing me damage. We want a very delicate and caring, nurturing gardener to come in there and dig those roots up so my crops are good next year. There's your visual for the day.
0: Look at that deep metaphor. Metaphor? Is that the right (laughs) word?
1: I'm not the one to check you today. Nope.
0: <laughs> In my brain,
1: I don't know if this is going to show um, my age or my weirdness, but do you know what the Among Us game is? Uh. Uh-uh. So it's like this little video game. Just Google it after this. And my friends on the pod, Google it if you don't know what I'm talking about. It's this little video game where there's like all these little colored, like they look like astronauts, I guess. And you play this game, and you have to complete tasks, and one of them's actually um, killing people. And you have to figure Correct. out who it is. Sometimes you get to be the person that kills people. I had it for about a month Then I realized I was so sad when I didn't get to murder people that it was not the positive game <laughs> for my life. <laughs> <laughs> All this sidetracking is just to tell you that when I talk about the mini flamethrower, I have a little Among Us character in my mind, in my uterus. Uh, so, you,
0: you, uh, so you visualize. got it. <laughs> it. It's highly accurate. It's pretty much what my doctor did. There you go. So you want the little tiny gardener, astronaut (laughs) people, (laughs) you know, the one with the delicate scissors. Um,
1: So a lot of times our pod focuses on infertility. And for me, this is a huge, huge, huge deal. Um, While Betsy had adeno and had a hysterectomy and had difficulties before that, we can contribute some of your infertility to adeno. At this point, I don't think, actually, I do think I do, but I don't know if I have adeno. And so a lot of times I get questioned as to well, why does infertility come along with endometriosis and a couple of the things that they can tell you happen is that first off when your organs fuse um a lot of times your eggs just get battered <laughs> they just get abused inside of you um they they literally you only have so many eggs and if your
0: organs are moving if your they're fusing together they just get damaged they yeah Mine actually, um, as far as I understand, couldn't even release because my ovary was so encased in yeah, adhesions.
1: They do and, say that too.
0: Yeah. And if you, um, even if it could like get released, my fallopian tubes were so closed because of adhesions and endo that there would have been no possible way for them to go down, the, down, down the tube, whatever. yeah. Egg quality is absolutely wrecked. And then
1: the other things that they have been able to prove with endometriosis, um, or at least they know occurs, maybe not the why is that a lot of times women with endometriosis have eggs that eggs that age prematurely. I had it. My egg count was stupid low for my thirties. And then your AMH, which goes along with your egg quality and your ability to conceive, Is extremely low like menopausal rate for a lot of women with endometriosis don't know why just know your eggs don't hang out um (laughs) it's not for us so it it does a lot of women deal with infertility you don't always have to deal with infertility if you don't have tube issues and things like that that's when clomid that's when ivf that's when some things could come into the play that still allow you to carry if your uterus will design it
0: or naturally. I mean, a or lot of people with endo can get pregnant naturally. Um, just was not a thing in my life. But yeah, it's and not I, impossible.
1: Um, it's not impossible. I actually did. I, I conceived naturally one time. Infertility took tons and tons of years to get pregnant. I did conceive naturally. Why I suspect I have adeno and why some of the physicians I've talked to recently suspect I have adeno is because my uterus was not a place where the baby could grow full term. So. Yeah. I did miscarry and they I, I suspect there's probably something going on inside me that caused that. Do we know? Nope, because my OBGYN said it's okay. It's number one. <laughs> yeah.
0: My um for a long time I get told my uh uterus was an a hostile environment or an inhabitable environment. And I now I mean the name adenomyosis was never brought up to me then. Mm-hmm. Like now I understand that that's what that is. Like Sometimes a baby doesn't want to live in a, a disease ridden organ. I mean, yeah, just unfortunately.
1: So March is endometriosis awareness month. And why that's really important is because the discussion we just had, we did want to remind you what endo was. We wanted to keep advocating for what we know, but a lot of those things we just said are super open-ended. We just yep. don't have the right answers. So the m- month is designed to bring awareness, to advocate, to research and to fund mostly by non-clinical staff. It's the general population coming together saying, let's raise our voices, let's raise funds and let's make sure people keep looking into this illness.
0: Yeah. Which is really incredible. Like fortunately we have the means and the ability to connect with other people with endo now. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it's crazy. Like I, I know I've said before, but like connecting with a community is really the coolest thing. And like seeing people, you know, fight for a cause
1: because
0: mm-hmm. nobody else is doing it is really incredible. So it um, is. I'm really fortunate to know a lot of people who are spreading awareness daily.
1: Yeah. And I love social media because we're getting more mainstream. I had no idea. And here's a couple of facts. Uh, Endometriosis awareness month started in 1993. You would think that Something that has a push and a worldwide, worldwide movement behind it since 1993, that maybe I would have known about endometriosis because I was three years old. Right. But I've never heard of it. And most of my loved ones have never heard of it. And a lot of my medical staff still know very limited information. So it's really important that we push out endometriosis awareness. It's really important that we keep pushing for answers um, because there's still so much not known.
0: I think it's really important to note also that while surgery is the gold standard, that does not mean it's going to go away forever. Like that doesn't mean it's cured. Um, Like endo can continue to grow your entire life. Yep. It's
1: so important. And the other part of um, the push behind endometriosis awareness month is to end the stigma lots of the issues women have is because we don't know. We don't know when to stand up. We don't know when to say we need a new doctor and getting that community around it is definitely the thing that's going to help us change that.
0: Well, we're excited to be a part of it. Yeah, because it's considered a gynecological condition,
1: which it should not
0: be. Um, But there's still that stigma of just talking about your body parts and like your periods and people just don't do it enough, even though All of us do. All of us lead. Like
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's true, Um, and it's it's funny because we go back to your post today, getting hate, which is about being kid-free. But like the stigma associated with infertility and with your body parts, like, and with our only sole purpose on this earth to be able to be reproducing, is just like, how can I tell you about what's going on inside my body if all you can focus on is are these big trigger words? when I'm trying to explain my symptoms to you
0: yeah yeah when I'm trying to explain that I am just in pain like and you're like well did you try standing on your head (laughs) naked handstands (laughs) naked handstands here we are again
1: (laughs) I'm pretty sure I'm just gonna bring that up in every argument because every
0: everything comes back to a naked handstand like holy cornhole That naked handstand is not the solution. Uh, I'm
1: just going to start responding to every hater comment we ever get with holy cornhole, naked handstand. Um, Okay, so let's talk about the Nacha Mama Pods Endo Challenge for the month of March. We posted it already because we want to give people time to percolate and to start getting their thoughts. But pretty much what we did is we made up a post theme and we didn't, we did not come up with this idea. I did credit the two people that I saw do it before um, we did change it a little bit because our perspectives and our journeys and our, our things that are important to us slightly differ from the original one, but we made a post 31 days. Yes. I had a count on my knuckles to make sure there was 31 days in March. If You don't know that trick. Call me. I'll teach it to you. Um, I know that trick. <laughs> I was like, I hope yeah. you do my school taught it. Yeah, I do, too, Yeah. I do tie my shoes like a normal person. I am not stuck on bunny ears. I just have the month <laughs> thing. So what we did is we made a topic for each day. Things that are about your journey. Things that are about your future. Things that are, we just find interesting as an Indo Wario, as a friendo to talk about. We would love for you all to join us and post those. Yeah. Tag the show. We will tag the show. We'll tag you. We'll highlight some of you. But the real, real purpose behind it is to end that stigma tell your story, let us help you. And then let's get to know you just a little
0: bit more. Yeah. Your story is important. You have a voice, like use it, tell us, tell us what your, you know, your story is. I'm really interested because every single person I know with endo is completely different.
1: Yeah. And it helps you learn. Like I said that from the beginning, the reason why I'm in this community is because when I was going through the thick of it, I was like, (gasps) I don't know who to ask or what to ask and this community helps tell you. So we learn from each other. Absolutely. B, are you ready for a little game? What is your favorite endometriosis item? Must have item. Um,
0: heating pad and movement. Gentle movement for sure.
1: I said heating pad. I actually been called out recently at the office. They're like, Do you ever not have a heating pad on you? And I was like, I'm not just cold.
0: No, <laughs>
1: What's your favorite IG? endometriosis account to follow
0: oh my girl south asian survivor amazing all of the facts stopping misinformation um if you don't follow her you are missing out liz is a gem of a human being she's absolutely amazing yes she is
1: for me i said so many and why i said that's because i think depending on where i am in my stage i gravitate to somebody's content more than the other because I'm on this journey to fix my nutrition, to help with my endo flare ups, radiate with Rita coach Rita. We've had on the pod. She did do a name change update. She's my favorite one because she does speak through endo, but she also ties it back to nutrition and working out. And that is just my jam.
0: There are so many that um, are just out there spreading a constant awareness, but for sure sharing the love PS. I didn't feel like I could say you
1: or me. So, you know, we got to spread the love beyond us. My
0: favorite.
1: So I wake up in the morning and I read my own content
0: and I'm like, who's the prettiest girl? Me, that's me.
1: I did put on their favorite (laughs) podcast just because I personally wanted to share. Um, I will say in 16 years of endo is my favorite um, endometriosis podcast outside of ours and Beyond their content, they're like big podcast sisters to us, and they've been so generously and nice yeah. to us. So I'm forever, forever grateful.
0: Yeah, I didn't feel like I should write um just true crime podcasts. But my favorite <laughs> murder is, <laughs> is my favorite murder is my favorite for getting my mind off of my endo pain. So favorite lesson learned due to endo. Um, I said that you could get through anything, pain surgeries, um, anything you've got this, like you're so much stronger than you think you are. Big facts.
1: Mine is that your body doesn't actually hate you. My body does not hate me. It actually loves me so much that it keeps fighting for me to survive. Despite everything I have had to go through, I about to put it through, but everything it goes through, it's still fighting for me. And I do appreciate my body. And that's why I'm trying to nourish it now.
0: I love yeah. that so much,
1: see, you're rubbing off on me. You're making me a better person. Sometimes <laughs> oh, I don't like it's this. The
0: worst. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks ago. I just don't want to try. <laughs> I love that you're trying. It makes me feel so happy for you p s a get
1: a friend like B who makes you be a better person. Yes. <laughs> um, what would be your advice for somebody going through the diagnosis journey? Um track
0: your symptoms like yes. Um, be vocal, express yourself clearly to your doctor. That was probably my hardest thing is I think I so blindly trusted someone else Mm -hmm. that I don't think I used my voice well enough until I had no choice. Um, If you feel like they're not listening, find a new one. Um, You know your body the best. Like, I know I say that all of the time, but you do, you live in this body every single day. You know, your body,
1: you do. Um, I also said make an endo journal folder to help you advocate for yourself. Cool thing is the world keeps getting better, and now there's a lot of people who have endo journey um, journals, endo journey journals on Etsy on their on stores, and they really help you track your periods. They help you track your symptoms. They help you prepare for your doctor visits. So if it's not something that you want to do from scratch there's now resources out there because this endo community loves you so much and i love it so track that it is a,
0: that is amazing i mean i literally just used my notes app on my phone and like <laughs> just wrote down what i was feeling that day like how often i was feeling stuff and then you go armed with proof essentially yeah. like i know that sounds terrible you shouldn't have to oh, your pay, but
1: i should take more photos i have an endo notebook it has so many colored um paper clips in it for different things. I have three binders that have notes that have this thing that have this thing. I come in with a, like pretty much a briefcase and I'm like, what do you want to <laughs> talk wanna about? Today. <laughs> and every visit I'd have my notebook open and I'd have my questions and it took a really long time for me to get there, but I was no yeah. longer getting turned away. And then when I got a doctor that knew what endo was, but had some bad bedside manner, it wasn't that he wasn't able to answer my questions for a change. It was that he didn't want to. And I'm like, no, slow down.
0: Yeah. Mama yeah. needs
1: this. Answer me. <laughs> yeah.
0: And that was legit the first time in that I've had the confidence to like pull out my phone and be like, "Hang on, I have some questions." Yeah, was just this past doctor's appointment with my hormone journey. And he did like, so I great. Did. I was like, I'm going in armed, and I'm not going to be afraid to pull out my phone, which is so silly. Like, but for whatever reason, like that was a point of anxiety for me. Is yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to be weird and like pull out my phone while he's sitting there, but. It helped me so much because I got answers to every single one of my questions.
1: Oh, yeah. I graduated to the point that like when I was taking notes, I was like, feel free to put those in your medical records if you'd like. <laughs> Doctors <laughs> leave memory sideways. I was, I was, I was like, do you, do you need to know where to click? I, I did this for a living. Let me show you where you can put in notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can read these before you see me next time. Okay. It <laughs> doesn't always work, but I can try. <laughs> um,
0: what was your hardest obstacle that you faced due to endo? Um, I think not being diagnosed sooner. Um, so my organs got destroyed. (laughs) That's a big one. I, yeah. I mean, I I do think that's my biggest obstacle is like,
1: they literally took body parts out of you.
0: Yeah. Like I literally got many body parts removed because of my endo being so destructive. So Mm. what about you?
1: Mm. (sighs) I just like, we won't go on a tangent people should stop taking your body parts and tell you you're you going to feel better it's just not okay yet yeah. <laughs> okay um mine's infertility yeah. I'm still coping and dealing with it but I do like to know that I had the opportunity and the dream of being a mom for a little bit and I feel very blessed for, to have that and I feel very blessed to now understand my body a little bit more and know why it didn't work out and no longer have blame so everything turns into a positive in my life. Um, what's your hope? What's your dream for endo? If you had to choose um, one.
0: Yeah, I would love for there just to be better education, uh, more knowledge out there, more just one. Okay. I'll just say more knowledge. If I'm stopping at one, <laughs> no,
1: keep going, keep going,
0: keep going. Um, more doctors capable of excision surgery, big folks better coverage in the u.s for excision surgery these are, these are just super small dreams <laughs> you know we're first world
1: so the idea that we get medical attention for the medical attention we are paying for i get it i like it too yeah. um like my hope, appropriate medical like, yeah like actually give me some because i'm paying you please yeah. I get it if I live somewhere else, but like, honey, I'm going to work and paying my taxes and paying insurance. Come on, help me out. <laughs> uh, my hope, dream. I'll give. I'll give two for endometriosis in general. It's very close to what you said. I really want future generations to have options. Oh, have a cure would be awesome, but I think that's going to be a long time. But understanding why it happens and having more options for relief and having it be something you can live with a lot easier would be my goal for myself. I want excision surgery Yeah, at some point.
0: Yeah. If I, I, I've told you that, like, if I do it again, if I have another surgery, I'll drive, I'll go somewhere that has excision. Yeah. So I freak out often
1: because I don't think it's going to be like, if I have a surgery, it's like my next when? 16 surgeries because we're only 30. Yeah, I know. <sighs> um, what do we wish others knew about endometriosis? So the, the general population, the people in our lives, what do you wish they knew if they didn't already be educated by you?
0: Yeah. I pretty much already touched on this. I think that the biggest thing is that there's just no cure Um, because you have a surgery doesn't mean you're better. Like it might help for a short period of time. It might not help at all. It might be permanently helpful. You just don't know. But, um, I know I'm dealing with it right now. I have some endo growth coming back, so yeah, I do. I think the same.
1: I um, I really so know your endo has a really good beginning chapter that explains endometriosis, and I've decided that it is going to be something I ask most people that are close in my life to read. Um, I want people, I want it to be more general knowledge solely for the fact that I don't want to have to. that person that is told, Oh, you, all you care about is this illness. All you talk about this illness. And it's not really it. It's just every time something comes up, I feel like we have to explain ourselves and we have to advocate for ourselves. And and there's just no general knowledge. And then people's hope and good intentions are actually super impactful because they don't know enough to say, Oh, I hope it's all better now. Like, yeah, it's just, it's tiring. And I don't expect everyone to know. I don't expect my loved ones to do ample amount of research because that's what it requires to fully understand. But I do wish they knew I wasn't crazy or lying without a conversation.
0: I can understand that. And that's not unreasonable.
1: unreasonable. (laughs) It's not an unreasonable. I just want to be listened to and supported. It's so interesting for a female to ask for that. But, you know, here we are in 2022s, the twos, two, 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 two.
0: (laughs) <laughs> Betty, I really like yesterday's date sort of sorry um
1: other than that I know we have here like why it's important to us tell us that tell us your thoughts wrap up why endometriosis awareness month is such a big deal to you be
0: yeah um it's really important to me obviously because it's impacted my life so dramatically like um I was way under before going into my surgeries. And I just wonder how my life could have been different had I been better informed. Yeah. Um, better knowledge for doctors would le- possibly lead to quicker diagnoses. Yep. Diagnoses. Diagnoses is right. I think. I like this. <laughs> um, so I just, it's, it's really important. Like I've lost body parts because of this disease. Yeah. Like people are losing organs.
1: We're losing ourselves, yeah. we're losing our minds, we're losing our bodies, yeah. we're losing our lives, our life, we're losing our hopes. Pain,
0: I mean, yeah, it, I don't I don't even know that we've like touched on the impact of chronic pain Mm-mm. even a little bit here, but like it's a real thing. Like when you're in pain every single day because of endo, it's hard. It can ruin your life. Like yeah. there are people who have very very big trigger warning here but like can't deal with it anymore so they commit suicide and like yep. that's not okay it's really really important
1: for people to who
0: have um
1: addictions to pain pills and things like yeah. that because we're getting them shovel down our throat it's it's because so funny we
0: can survive like yeah.
1: it's so funny i told you at the beginning of the show i'm good i'm doing pretty good yeah i came home at lunch and changed my pants because my hip hurt
0: so bad Right. But to me, but like, that was insane. like a good day, which is insane that it's just insane. You were yeah. living with pain levels every single day. That should not be a thing. Like most definitely
1: I shouldn't be taking ups and salt baths, constantly rubbing CBD things on my lotion on my body all the time, just to try to numb the pain so I can sleep. You know what I mean? So I can walk, but we do. And it's hard. And that's why this month's really important to us because we are not enough. (laughs) Well, I think Notcha Mama Pod is going to be revolutionary. Um, We're probably not enough to drive this change. So we do want to support it. And in the show notes today, what I'm going to do is I'm going to link out to the Endometriosis Awareness Month official sites. Um, A lot of those have opportunities for you to go online and tell your story, to do fundraisers, to do challenges, to do a lot of things that Uh, make funds available for research that help advocate things. I don't remember if I commented on this in a previous episode. I know I had this train of thought, but there's also really cool things happening outside the US. Um, Parliament just had a meeting like a week and a half ago about endometriosis and funds and things like that. So a lot of countries are pushing for equality when it comes to your cycle, when it comes to quote unquote women issues. We all know it's a whole body issue, but if I have to start by screaming because I'm a woman, woman, women, I'll be a woman today. If you I have really. to scream because I have a uterus and you think this illness is solely tied to that, I'll scream. And then right. I want you to come look at my brain. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Cause pretty much is going to go everywhere, but your teeth, you could. So let's, let's get that noise raised, but we'll link out to those people. I'll link out to a site. They have some really influential endometriosis. Um, people listed on there, their IGs, their documents, give them a follow, make sure you go follow the official endometriosis fund foundation. There we go. There's a lot of things that, you know, we just want to bring acknowledgement to you so you can fully participate. We want to know your story. We want to talk to you, but let's make sure we're driving up ways to make a difference too.
0: Agree. Yeah. And if you like need connected with more people or with people who have endo or um, you know, the people that we listed, go and follow them. Like, yeah, there's so much amazing content that happens on some of these endo awareness pages that yep. I can't even imagine how their brains come up with half of it. So big facts.
1: So our IG page will be popping all month with our, and so our personal things with our participation in the Not Your Mama Pod Awareness Challenge. We will also be dropping content that's endo-related We will get back to talking about kidless and kid free. We will get back to doing some of that stuff, but in March, we're going to really focus on endometriosis. We're going to focus on spreading the education. And then, like I said, at the end of the month, we're going to wrap up with some, um, a special guest actually, that gets to come on and talk to us about some ways to make sure you're being mentally strong and taking that moment to yourself to heal. So we're super excited. Otherwise like share comment. We have been getting some participation in our question. So if you are a Spotify listener, let us know what you feel. Otherwise, comment to us on Instagram. We love the interaction. Give us a review. We would appreciate it greatly. Otherwise, subscribe. 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 (laughs) (laughs) And otherwise,
0: um, Betsy, what has this been? This has been one of the greatest episodes of the Nacho Mama Pod. Bye. Bye. Bye.